I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, <clears throat> and this is The Land Academy Show. <clears throat> this is episode uh, 1946, and today we are talking in depth about when to negotiate the price of a land acquisition. And then a little bit later on, I'm going to talk about the uh, backwards psychology of upfront money. Okay, wait a minute. Last week, I couldn't talk. I was really, really sick. Are you okay today? Yeah, I feel great. Okay, good. I'm just making sure I look, oh, this, what if it's Jack sick no. week? We had Jill sick week. I don't know if I, I want Jack sick week. I just had a quiet, pleasant four hour uh, in my office with the fireplace on and all the windows and doors closed session. And, and that's so, what made you not talk? Yeah. Or not be able to talk? Yeah, I've just been thinking and not talking. Oh. This is what I do at work. Oh. The exact opposite of what you do at work. I know. Talk it's... all day long and then think later. And thanks. And thinking's optional. <laughs> Tell me I'm Jeez, wrong. Jeez, that's just not true at all. <laughs> Sounds like you're picking, now it's pick on Jill Day. I'm not picking you. Oh. Jill talks all day. Well, because that's because of my job. I know. Okay, like, it's not like... No, I don't mean talk to yourself or, okay. or meaningless talk. I just mean you're on the phone. Could you imagine? That's just what you do. I'm just in there talking. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? Nobody. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> hey, I hope you're uh, enjoying our relatively new 2023 weekly show. Even though it's March, it's still kind of new for us. Uh, each week, we answer questions from our Land Academy Discord forum review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar and take a deep dive into uh, two land related topics uh, that are almost always by request, mm -hmm. which I just mentioned earlier. Let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord channel, go to landacademy.com in a read only format. It, it's free. Cool. It's worth it. Check it out. All right. So Stephen, not you, right? Not me. <laughs> not you. Stephen wrote, I have a new deal. We have a signed purchase agreement buy for $8,296.81 and retail is, I love this, $30,827.23. The realtor we've been consulting with in the area has a buyer for the property already contingent that it passes perk, but he has just informed us that he charges a $5,000 minimum. This is the realtor. Minimum. I kind of, I understand this. I do too. I'm, yeah. I'm a pro realtor here. Go yeah. ahead. Is this the standard? Has anyone else heard of this? I always thought this organization, um, Whitetail Properties, that's okay, um, was always 10%. So here's my experience. <clears throat> the the group, the individual, the Whitetail Property brokers that I have worked with, I've always had sale prices of $70,000 and up, and they get 10%. So no matter what, they're getting at least seven grand. I've never had anyone this low. I bet this is a norm for them and it doesn't scare me at all. The nice thing is when we go up, we go over a hundred and grand, um, they will sometimes, some of them will rock it back from 10% to 6%, which I appreciate. These guys, I, and I've never had a bad experience. I've never. So that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Whitetail is a lot different than getting a regular Remax uh, real estate agent. Whitetail, these these fellows are these fellows are land people in their souls, like we are, uh -huh. and like Land Academy, most Land Academy members are, and uh, you might be if you're listening to this. So they understand the scenario, and and. Uh, <laughs> The guy's already got, or the person's already got an offer in hand. Mm -hmm. You haven't retained him yet. And I believe that. Because mm -hmm. I don't believe that they're the kind of, in general, like the kind of agents that would fib about that or, or uh, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, let's look, let's do the math. If it was 10%, like Jill said, it's $3,000 because your sale price is three grand, or 30,000. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it to pay somebody $2,000 more to have their expert opinion? And they are experts. Again, it's not a REMAX situation. Right. I think so. I've had different, but you know what though? I've also had this too where um, I've had agents uh, not in areas where we don't have like Whitetail or Mossy Oak. And and they've said, look, here's the deal. I, and their minimum was like 4,000. I remember one in particular, I was like, I can't even, I can't make the numbers work because I have an assistant, I have a team, I have costs, I do the marketing things, I do the photos. And I'm like, you know what, I get it. I'm totally fine with that too. So 
the so the what's the end result here yes i think that's fair if it were me i would totally do it and then the next thing i would do by the way go for up my dollar amount go for properties where i'm selling for 50 and i don't care on a five thousand dollar fee so here's a good what you're going to get for two thousand joe's absolutely right in my opinion you're going to get two thousand dollars more worth of way more value you need to sit down with this person during this deal or after uh, when the deal's done and, and ask them where should I be buying property and for how much? You know, is it? And they'll tell you something like, well, you guys should be looking over in this county for anything over the 40 acres that's got access. I can sell that for $32,000 an acre or whatever the numbers end up being. And so you can actually tailor now. This is a huge, I call it inside information. Like this is the kind of stuff you go to prison for on Wall Street, <laughs> but they encourage in real estate. Yeah. He'll tell you, buy here, here, and here, and here. Yeah. I, ha I already have buyers lined up. Yeah, this is what they want. Yep. This is the size. So you're established, it's costing a couple grand more to establish, a, hopefully, a relationship with not only that agent, but that office. Mm -hmm. And so now you can start building mailers around what you know you can sell. Yeah. It's all positive. Today's topic, when to negotiate the price of a land acquisition. You know, here's let me let me give a little backstory. <laughs> I love this topic, by the way. I really do. Remember the last time we were in Mexico, and um, I don't think it was the time we did the global entry time. I think it it might have been the last time. Well, I think it was in Rocky Point. I oh, that was probably it. Okay, well, doesn't matter. Anyway. Jack and I, we haven't been in, in a few years, but we used to love to go to Mexico. And I used to love this part of Mexico. I love shopping for silver. I don't need any more margarita glasses. I'm all set with that. I'm all set with pictures. I'm set with blankets. I'm set, let's think about all this. I don't need another turtle with a bobblehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a sombrero. Or a sombrero, exactly. So, but you know what? I can't turn down good silver. So here's what I do in Mexico. I'm, I love to go in and pick out the most beautiful, best thing and then, and then I'll have a price in my head. I know what my price is. I know what makes sense. I know what price, you know, per ounce for silver generally is. Never mind that we, that we, that's a whole past life thing that we have. But, um, so I've got a good idea what it should cost. And, you know, they're always going to show up whatever number. And I have a number too. So they're going to throw out a number. And you know, that my point of where I'm going with this is I love this. I love this in Mexico with silver. They say $50 and I say 10, you know, and I like, I know I'm okay with like, mm, 20, 22, I'll do it. Not 50, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna throw out 10. You know, they're gonna go and they're gonna go, no, 45. I'm gonna go 12, you know, it's a game until, until like I'm walking out the door and, and I'm at my 22, 25. And, and I'm okay to walk away with this too, by the way. Um, Cause I know I can go two doors down and get the same stuff and start this all over again. So they'll let me walk out the door and usually they'll shout out my number. And for me, that situation, it's a little bit fun. I have a good time. I don't really care about it. Do I she need the silver? Yeah, you Is don't it care. my business? That's what I was gonna say. No, I don't care. And it's it. kind of a game and they expect it. Yeah. That's negotiation and that's where I'm, I'm starting with when negotiation can be a fun and good lively thing now let's talk about where not to negotiate <laughs> <laughs> which is well, this is that was sport for you that was sport and fun and I don't care but in my business I don't negotiate even when I'm not happy with the price I'm not negotiating you know I agree we on purpose for many reasons and not just because we don't want to negotiate but we just want to get we're just trying to get people you know and buy their property quickly and efficiently and in our ballpark you know kind of thing so we send out blind offers with numbers on them and some people uh some sellers and some buyers, people like me, think this is just an open negotiation. And I'm here to tell you, knock it off. It shouldn't and it doesn't need to be. So when I call uh, a seller back, 
you know, and, and part of it, I think too, by the way, when Jack here, when our offers go out, they're down to the penny. It's not a range. It's not a, what do you think about this? It's not, you know, fill in another offer. If you don't like this one, Mm -mm. it is, I'm willing to buy your property. Here is a price. Here's the terms. Here's what we're doing. Are you in? Are you out? Kind of thing. Then we're not trying to negotiate. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that most of these sellers, when they, when I talk to them, they're in, they have that in their head. They know who I am. I'm not here to negotiate, but could there be a valid reason why it's worth more? Could have some information. Is it like, you don't realize I just put in a well and I'm on the road and, and uh, the water's across the street. Okay. Now I'm going to look at this. I get it kind of thing, but it's not a negotiation. So it's funny that this, this comes up sometimes on our Thursday calls. I feel like people are try, I think I can get it for this or I, I, I'm, I'm, we're still, we're still, we'll even say that I'm still in negotiation with them. None of that matters to me. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even look at it. So when people submit offers and they say, you know, propose purchase price, they send in things like for me to review in land Academy deal review, you know, Jill, here's a deal where you fund this deal. I think I can get it for X. My immediate response is through my team, let me know when you got a number and I'll look at it. I don't even pull it up on the map. I, I want to tell you, I won't even pop it in parcel pack and waste any time because we don't have a number yet. So you want to jump in here? When you're ready. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to uh, get two points across that, you know, it's not about negotiation and I don't need to think it's about negotiation and you're going to get in trouble you could get in trouble when you go down that path. And I know we have a lot more. We'll, we'll talk more about this. Variables in general kill, kill land deals. Mm -hmm. And so we do every Thursday, we do a land review, uh, you know, on our webinar, we look at people's deals that they've come up with through direct mail campaigns. And I can tell you right from the description very, very quickly, which deals uh, are probably going to work and which ones aren't by the length and the number of words in, in the presentation that they're giving the member. If it uh, takes two blocks in Zoom to describe the deal, uh, that person's either extremely thorough or a deal doesn't work because there's too many variables. Mm -hmm. Price is a massive variable. The deals that we generally do after all oh, this many years are where price is just not, it's done. I'd like to think I send out mailers, direct mailers that are priced correctly. It doesn't happen all the time, but let's just say the majority of the time it does. And when they call Jill or Jill's staff back and they say, yeah, I really do want to do this deal. Uh, what's the next step? Then you do the deal. Or if they say something like, yeah, I mean, I love this deal. Thanks for the $13,000 offer, but I really need 18,000. Sure, we'll talk about that. They're already, ready to do the deal mentally, mm -hmm. and price is not that much of a variable. The problem is this, when you start to veer from that model mm -hmm. and a seller, and a lot of people come to Land Academy like this, most of the sellers aren't the problem. I think it's brand new, brand spanking new Land Academy members that haven't been exposed to these concepts yet, where you have a, lever, a level of interest, you come to Land Academy with a, a level of interest in your soul about negotiation. And it probably comes from your parents or wherever. I can't stand negotiation. I have never liked it. That's why I came up with this concept of direct mail offers. Here's the price, take it or leave it kind of thing. Some people, and we have friends like this, we traveled with them that they just love negotiation. Okay. The price might be, the retail price for a property might be hundred grand. We sent an offer for 38,000. They want 40. We all know that's going to work. But the retail, if the asking price now, not necessarily in a mailer, but somebody posts a piece of property for sale, let's say it's us. Mm -hmm. Let's say we buy a piece of property and we sell that same piece of property, that $100,000 property, we list it for $75,000. We already know that it's $25,000 off of retail. We already know that. And mm -hmm. we do that intentionally because we want to sell it fast. Mm -hmm. We want to just keep cycling through the same uh, acquisition funds all the way through the year. That's our business model. And a buyer will come up and offer 65. And we say, no, it's already discounted 75. Well, 68. So they, they're, it's uh, Jill's Mexican negotiation model. Right. 
You know, it's just, that it, mildly boils my blood. I know. You know right? Because they just have to get money off of what the asking price is without doing any math or actually uh, ha- applying any type of logic. Well, I, 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 I expect some of that automatically. Like, but I'm, I guess I expect that, but I'm not going to, I'm going to entertain one round on those situations as I, and I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, so like your example, it's worth a hundred thousand. I'll, you know what? I have good brokers too. Speaking of whitetail, I have a great whitetail guy. He's like, I think we can get 70. Let's just sit at 78 done. And we all, and we, we, he and I already had this conversation. So he know, we know where we're going to go with this thing. I'll entertain one. And I might come back on that situation one time and that's it. And that's the same with my, when I'm buying a property, I guess, you know what I'm trying to think? I think it's bigger than this. I think it's the person. I think it's psychology. Some people love that. That's oh, the, let's do how, this. I want that. I, I want this. this. I want that. I can't do that. So really. You have one valid reason to tell me why you think it's worth more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to it. I'm either going to agree or not agree. And we're going to meet on a price and that's it. If you're a staunch Dog. negotiator, you know, because the world, there's all kinds of books on this. There's, a, you know, self-help books and, and business gurus and, and people that are, have real credibility have written books on this topic and it comes down to are you mentally healthy or not (laughs) if you have to negotiate and get your way you're never gonna it will crush your career I'll give you an example a great example you need to know yourself and know your market and know this land these properties yeah I I just paid $75,000 for a classic Corvette and that was the asking price and I know that's a $150,000 car and all the pieces fit together for me. I bought it from a, a dealer slash broker who is a we consignment know. group. We've done a bunch of deals with them on the buy side and the sell side before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a very brief logical conversation with the guy, the agent that's there that we've done. Again, Joe and I have bought cars from before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this is a, it just came in and I'm not selling you anything. But, you know, here's a deal. And here's a box of trophies that it won mm-hmm. uh, since the 60s. So and all the documents since, you know, the 80s for the repair bills and stuff so all i know these things you know i'm not i'm not bragging here i'm just saying and yeah it ended up being a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car so the vast majority of people i know would say all right it's listed for seventy five thousand or whatever it ended up being Mm -hmm. uh will you take 69 Mm -hmm. do you really does it matter isn't that funny that's you're right it's the personality of the person well that's what i was gonna say too like we're that kind of a seller we're that kind of a buyer and we're that kind of a seller I go both ways. I'm I'm really firm on, you know, let's all stand up and not try to not try to, you know, how much time does this take? In in, em- in emotional well, like I already won on that car. Who cares? You know? You know, we have these conversations all the time too, like you're just saying. Even on properties. Okay, let's so I'm a buyer now, right? So I'm buying a property. Our offer was twenty eight thousand five hundred and two dollars, whatever. And the guy's like, Can you make it thirty? I'm like, you know what? I can make it I'm totally okay with that. That's cool. Don't you know, be so, that guy so too that's, that's the, like I'm digging in. That's yeah. the um that's the meaning of this title of this part mm-hmm. of the, the episode. When to negotiate the price of a land acquisition. And Jill just described it. When it's reasonable. Yeah. When they're when they need a little bit more, it soothes them psychologically. They feel like they're hanging up the phone winning. You know you already won anyway. Yep. Way won on a thing, because maybe it's an eighty or ninety thousand dollar piece of property yeah. and everybody shakes hands. Totally. That that's when you don't have to squeeze every single tiny little penny and smash that person's uh, face down into the mud. Yeah. It's just not. You just don't want to be you that be person. That guy. You yeah. don't. And I think the vast, the majority of people come to Land Academy with that kind of, you know, all right, let's kick their ass. And I don't. And I don't think that's that's the way to do this. Well, you know what? Sometimes I think it is. I still think it's confidence because you started to talk about that a little bit too. People are new to Land Academy. They send these offers out and then they think they need to negotiate a little bit more off it. Hold on a moment. You know, you just need to come out. You, you already did your homework. You, you, you did everything that Jack showed you to find a great area, download the data, price it really well. Trust what you did. Don't come back and undo it. Well, again, unless, like we just said, there's some real thing out there. Like, we, you know, and it's true. I've had some where, you know, I'm, I, I still like taking calls sometimes on new mailers. I'll jump in and take a few to learn about the area. And, and there might be some valid reason that this is being built over here. Did you know 
this is coming. This is what happened with our water situation. Fill in the blank, whatever. I'm like, ah, I need to know that. That's going to make me look at these a little bit differently. Over the years, uh, since the, the land academy years, not the core land buying years, which were before we started land academy, people have come to us uh, at socially and they see the kind of cars that we drive and all the, the superficial crap about um, making money. And they say, what the heck do you guys do for a living? And we explain it and they say, you know what? I want to do that too. And it never works, never. That's true. When people come to us and they find us on the internet and they and they and a light bulb goes off of the, uh, over their head about, you know, after listening to several podcasts or whatever research that you do, that seems like the thing that I was doing over here before anyway, then this might be just add to it and might be a better way. Then right. you can really, it really, really works out. I think that a lot of these things that we're talking about are built in already. Mm-hmm. And so if what we're saying to you right now makes sense, you're one of those people. Yeah. But without exception, the people that do it the other way, uh, try to become, it, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, they're just if, doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're, if you've never been interested in land, <laughs> But you're interested until in, now, and but you're interested, interested in, in the bank in balance, being wealthy. Yeah, yeah. this is the place. That might not work. This is not not, not going to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was either this, or I'm going to go get a chain restaurant. Yeah. I don't know. Or I'm, open up an, an ice cream franchise. There we go. <laughs> it was this or Cold Stone. Like Cold Stone. Yeah. Again, I know. <laughs> so so negotiate very very uh, quickly and efficiently. And when it just it's a sport for the other person on the other side, I, I just say uh, open the next envelope that's in the mail and, and uh, buy a different piece of property. I have one more thing I want to make sure that just to get this out there, because I still see this happening now and then. Um, and this is why you're listening. Do not get in this situation. You send out an offer. The person responds to you and says, OK, I love it. I do. I mean, I don't love it. I want to sell and everything, but not at that price. It's not upon you to give them another price. So if, like my offer, 28,750 bucks, right? So if the guy said, you know what, Jill, I like you. I, I believe in this. I do want to sell the stupid property, but I can't do that price. What can you do, Jill? I'm not going to give them another number. And I know people fall into that trap. Well, then how about 28,5 or 29,5? No, that won't work. 30? No, no, Jill, keep at it. You see where it's going? You're going to go down a rabbit hole and be in big trouble. Remember, you already gave them a price. You already threw out the first number. You have to let them, even if it takes them a day to get back to you, think about it and come back to you with a number. They know who you are now. They know how you roll. They know how fast you can do this. They know you have the money ready to go and they like you. You just say, all right, well then let me know what's your number. And they have an, oh, let me back up. They do have a number, by the way. All of these sellers have a number. That's right. There's some number in their head. There's a number in their head that is usually a version of, okay, I uh, bought it back. I bought it 12 years ago. I've been paying this many taxes on it. Da, 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 that equals X. So I, need, I know I need to make X. So they have a number. Or it might be uh, I bought it 20 years ago. I don't even, I kind of, who knows what it's worth now, but I do know I'm about $18,000 away from paying off my mortgage. So that's their number. Hmm. There you go. So there's something in their head. You just have to get that out of them. So I structured this concept of sending out blind mailers, blind offers with a number in it, not a range number, not a letter of interest, but an actual number in it because I did all that stuff wrong my entire career and ultimately ended up sending out the offers the way we send them out now so that I didn't have to negotiate. So if you send out a 10,000 unit mailer and you do it right, you price it right, you do your homework about where you're going to send the mail and, it, and you generally do it right, you're going to get maybe f- 5, 10, 15, maybe more real honest re- opportunities to buy a piece of land. And why would you sit around for a half hour or an hour and deal with somebody who's stubborn about trying to get $60,000 for a property that you're offering twenty eight for? Right. You just wouldn't. Jill's exactly right. You just wouldn't. So let the mail work for you. Mm-hmm. It's structured so you don't have to do cold calling. And the people have weeded themselves, of those 10,000 people, uh, 100 or so, let's say, 
have weeded themselves out of that mailer. They do want to sell. They called you back and a very predictable and consistent percentage want more than you're willing to pay. So your job is to say, put it in piles. Yep, 100 people responded to my mailer. 25 people to- told me to go F myself. Uh, 25 people said, yeah, but the number's not going to work. Another 25 people said, um, I don't know, I'm, well, I'm going to die retail. here. Yeah. But 10 people or so-ish uh-huh. are going to, yeah, retail. Yeah, the ones who are retail, are move on, don't even or so are going to say, uh, 28 didn't work, but 30 will work. Or they're going to sign it and send it back and in many, many cases. So That's it's not anything to get, um, That's true. have any real emotional about, emotion about. Just let the, the mailers design to, to uh, take you to the place where you want to go. You brought up an excellent point. This is not to try to win every mm-hmm. single person over who calls you back. Those people who call you back, who are holding out for that, Retail to be the highest price house on the block kind of thing. That's not your person. You let them go. Wish them well. Ask them to hang on to your letter and let them go. My 28000 will never be sixty. I mm-hmm. hope. They, and then and they might come back yeah. and they might not. And That's they might right. die with That's it. That's right. Or and the kids might get it. Who knows? But I'm never going to come up to 60 because that's all they would do. Negotiation is such an interesting yeah. psychological concept because it's pushing the envelope where it shouldn't go, right. in my opinion. And we don't do that with other stuff. No. Like, you don't drive your car for as long as you possibly can drive it after the e-light comes on, the, the fuel light's been on for three weeks. You don't do that. You go fill a tank up. You just don't push the envelope. You don't push the envelope with your wife. If she's upset about something, you don't just keep pushing her and pushing her. Boy, I hope not. Or it's not going to You don't, and you don't negotiate with your wife, by the way. Don't nope. ever. Nope. You know, just walk out of the room. Exactly. Pick your battles. <laughs> so why would you put? Why push it so hard to get an extra three thousand dollars out of out of a deal exactly. that it just doesn't matter? I know. You're gonna. You got what you want. You won. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Yay. All right. Hello. Would you do this deal? Uh, Benton, Belt, excuse me, Belton County, Texas, or Bell County, Texas, um, 0.25 acres. Uh, accepted offer $7,179. Thinks we could sell between twenty-two dollars and $25,000. Love it. Asphalt. There we go. That was a, a word we used a lot yesterday. Um, access to some people in career path think that asphalt should be the seventh day. Yeah. It's kind of a stretch if you ask me. It's uh, on a slope, but it looks flat in the front. There is a lot of land I see available. Yeah. I looked at the property, um, gradient less than 20 degrees at the back homes are mostly in position, but lower value near by. So go ahead. I just need to see some numbers and make sure there's enough room for me to do something with it. And you know what? It's, I don't, I'm not really a fan because there's so much property available unless I like to look around and see what was, when was the last house built? Like look at some of the houses in there. I just click around them and I go down I scroll down here in the information. If it was, if they all were built in 1969 and nothing's been built since then, that's another kind of a strike. It's gotta be an HOA by the way. Let's look at the legal. Can I see the legal? Yeah, Sherwood Shores. Sherwood Shores section Seven. eight in the lots 227 to yeah. So that's a good chance it could be HMA. And there's just too much dirt. So let's see how much is for sale. So what I would just, mm-hmm. I would walk away from oh. this at any price. That one's a little bit um, to the east, but so I don't know. I'd call that agent and see what they say first and then go back and just try to get it for nothing. That is pending too. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but land here. So this could be like we were talking about on career path, a bucket three property, buy it for a couple thousand bucks, let's say, and you know, it's going to be in your inventory for three years, but you'll get 10 eventually. And you don't care about 2000 bucks or or even seven or whatever. Mm -hmm. We, we have properties like that. We know it's going to take two years, but, and we're asking absolute top dollar and and I'm okay with that. That's this one. (laughs) Cause you know why? Cause you know what the secret is? He doesn't want it to sell. That's true. That's the thing. He has marked it with a make me move number. We have fly fishing <laughs> property in Arizona. It's like it's not very, selling it. Very unusual to find that. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Jack? We are like 
12 days away uh, from Career Path. Are you excited? I love I love instructing Career Path. I am too. Of, of all the responsibilities I have uh, at Land Academy, that is my favorite yep. thing, and I'm not I'm not blowing smoke because people want to be there. Oh my God, I know. So I want to just take a moment and talk about Career Path and remind you that uh, I'm, I don't know if I have any slots yet. You could sure reach out to my team, but let me tell you what's going on. Uh, April 12th will be Career Path number six. And I don't know when 718 will be. So if you're thinking about it, you want to get in Career Path 6. So Career Path is our highest level personal done by us coaching session. It's eight weeks long, only 15 people, and it's phenomenal. We are repeatedly now have people coming back from Career Path like 1, 2, and 3, showing up in older Career Paths to do it again. Why are they coming back? Because it was that great. They know it gets better every time. And they're I think they're back to even level up even more they're like great career yeah. path three got me to this much money i'm back to do career path six to bring it home so wherever you are in your land investment journey um if you want to be like us and just make this your thing like you're done i know where i want to go this is going to be my life i want to do deals like you guys i want to have a staff like you guys i want to make this as easy as i can like you guys that's what career path is. So check it out. Go to landacademy.com forward slash career path or just send a note to my team support at landacademy.com. We have presentations during career path by all of our staff. Yeah. Uh, Jill's transaction coordinator, the person who does concierge data, who does our mailers. Mm -hmm. So they, they all uh, in a Show very up. intimate business setting tell you why they're successful for us and with us. It's pretty cool. It is. There's nothing else like it. Totally. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek at our Discord channel, please go to landacademy.com. It's free. This is the same person, mm -hmm. the same name. Oh. You know, I feel qualified to make this statement. There's Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N. Mm -hmm. There's Steven, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Uh -huh. And there's Stefan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N. Of all the things we talked about today, that's the thing I'm most qualified to talk about. Excuse me. Stefan wrote. Jeez. Talk about, talk about pushing your partner's buttons. Okay, Jilly. I'm okay with that. All right, Jillian. I don't care. I mean, that's not my name, but it's okay. What does it say on your birth certificate? Jill. J-I-L-L. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not short for anything. It is just Jill. Not Stephanopoulos or something? No. Jillinacious? Jillifer. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is. It's nothing. All right. So, uh, Stefan wrote... I'm going to quit my nine to five here soon. I'm based in California and my only hangup is healthcare. Seems like a huge can of worms to investigate. I currently have Blue Shield Platinum with my W-2. What can I expect to pay for something similar? Should I work part-time at Starbucks just for the cheap health insurance and free coffee? That's not crazy, actually. Not, that actually some, might be kind of fun. Like nine things right with this question. I know. And zero things wrong, in I, my opinion. I has never crossed my mind, other than the fact that I don't ever want to I don't ever want to have a nine to five again or even a part-time gig <laughs> like that. But if I could show up when I want to and just help out in Starbucks, I would do that. I love this question. Yeah. You are planning for war. You've premeditated this. You know, you've got a checklist. Uh, health insurance is on that checklist. So you went to the community and you're asking. A bunch of people have responded to this. Oh, good. This is an incredibly intelligent question. And it's simple. And I really think you're going to succeed. You know, the only thing Stefan didn't come up with is uh, marry, some, marry someone with good health insurance. Yeah, please don't do that. No, I bet that's in there. <laughs> You know, I worked with a gal. That was her thing. Her, um, she, it was at American Airlines. Of all the wrong reasons to get married, as if there's any I good know. reasons to get married, that's on the list. Her husband wouldn't let her quit her job because he needed the health, the, the health insurance. If your husband won't look, uh, let you let you yeah, quit your job, maybe. Well, they're divorced now. Different, yeah, find another husband. <laughs> By the way, I don't think she's there anymore. I'm sure she's not. But anyway, this is good. No All more. healthcare providers to directly answer your question, and then I'm going to give you some compliments after this. Mm -hmm. Provide independent 
uh, insurance policies, all uh, all the major ones. Uh, and you don't want to veer off within health insurance at all. And you don't want to use your health broker, healthcare insurance broker, because they mark it all up. And you don't want to veer from the major carriers. You already have Blue Cross, so I'd call them. You can keep Cobra for a while. So you're going to have Cobra for what, six months? Sometimes a year. Oh. I don't count. Whatever happens in yeah. California, it's probably. Oh, the, it's probably five years the, in California. <laughs> and it's free. Exactly. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're set. <laughs> they're going to have a program for you. Uh, this is, this, they're very um, in tune with your situation. And they will have, if you don't have any dependents and you're young, it's going to be shockingly cheap mm-hmm. so you know i don't think it's going to be more than three to three hundred dollars maybe four hundred oh. probably less you know i'm old and my insurance policy is, is you know maybe seven hundred which Yours is more than mine but i you know yeah. I've, I've got people attached to mine too and it's a different story so just call your carrier and if you don't like the numbers call around like uh there's all kinds of hmos and ppos that are in california hmos and ppos originated there with kaiser permanente so i would call kaiser permanente because it's very prevalent in california what if he leaves california uh you know if you leave out of your out of your network you are going to have to get a new uh, insurance policy anyway you don't want to get so send to work out out of network is a terrible thing especially in an emergency situation because it's going to be expensive so but ask your the person at blue cross that you have the insurance with right now and call the person whoever your hr person is they know all I'm this really stuff. talking this much about health care yeah it's okay. you know he got wants to quit his job okay i love this stuff okay good <laughs> he's just, it. he's I asking know. you know no i do i get it yeah is that a joke no i think no, it's important good. as heck no you're you're just you're going down the do we know want to bring right, up anyway. copays yeah. Okay. You can do, if you're going to increase your copay, it's your insurance right. is going to be way cheaper. True. Just work your way down your list, and I hope you quit your job, and I and I hope you're ready. I hope you've done a bunch of deals, and it's not too soon, and and uh, I'm happy for you. You know what's interesting? I would just like to add. There's a big picture comment on this to end this question. Is she shut me down? But yeah, I now did. she's going to continue the topic. <laughs> I never. That was never a consideration for me as far as leaving a company it was a huge consideration for me but oh. that's the difference between you and i one of the differences okay but that's why it works together you thank and I. you today's second topic is the backward psychology of upfront money what do you have to pay up front for in your life and then you don't believe that it worked out health insurance <laughs> <laughs> when a company perfect let's use uh, the, the northern california um startup model for a, uh, a business let's say like uber okay so uber goes out they have a, a assembled uh, a credible tech team and and what's called a little bit of let's call it a deck you know a, a 10 or 15 page printed out usually a deck to go shop to find money to start what they call think is going to be the greatest best thing ever stand on a corner use your app get a car to come and pick you up turns out that worked Mm -hmm. and so there's millions and millions and tens and hundreds of millions of capital that's required up front to start something like that and there's no scared money. The people that are providing that money up front, there's no psychology behind it. That They know that's how it works. They also know that for every 10, 20, 30, 40 of those that they spend money on, only one or two, maybe three are going to work, which justifies all the money that they're spending. And that's that business model. That's that startup model. You know, what else do you put a bunch of money up front? A house. You put 10, 15, 20% down on a house and you make payments. I've never seen people be more happy in their entire lives to get into debt Mm -hmm. than when buying a house. So there's some upfront money, but if you ask most people, it works out. Mm -hmm. You bought a house, you paid some payments, you decided to sell it, and you made some money on it, theoretically, hopefully. There's certain things about upfront money uh, that just, like purchasing an app. For whatever reason, most of the people I know, wealthy people even, have a problem spending $3.99 on an app when there's another free one over there that's way substandard. You mean $3.99? Like, like, like whatever I spend on, what's my, uh, Spotify, I love Spotify. So think about your college education. That can cost a couple hundred thousand dollars. 
you know. I was thinking about that. That's a huge upfront money so that you theoretically can pay it off for God knows how long mm-hmm. after you get a job when you get out. No problem that there. Was- People don't have any issues with that. That's true. Honestly, because I don't think it's their money. I think they just, they go get, they go buy, um, they go get a, a student loan. And then it's their money, though. But for some reason, people have a massive problem writing a $38,000 check for a piece of land that they know is worth $78,000. And the truth is, and this is from my soul, good. It keeps everybody out of this business. That's true. Because if this makes sense to you and the light bulb's going off, uh, to write thirty, write a thirty-eight thousand dollars check and get sixty-two, eighty-two, ninety-two back within yeah. a month, then you get it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to quote Dr. Phil here: You either get it or you don't. <laughs> Upfront money can't be explained to most people, and if you have to explain why it costs one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to open a convenience store so that you can have a job and your family can have, uh, you can put food on your family for 25 years after that because you made a good decision on location and, and all of it. If you have to explain that to somebody, maybe they're related to you and you have to sit down, sit them down and explain why this is a good idea. It's not good. No. You get it. They don't. So where is this all going? The Land Academy Education Program costs, I don't know, what what does it cost? A couple thousand dollars? Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, our salespeople, our, our inbound intake salespeople who take mm-hmm. phone calls are always uh, kind of chuckling about this because the return, we have a, several, every yeah. single time we do a career path, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, yeah, I made $6 million this year and I really want to make 18. I know, but oh, I don't know if I can write a check for three. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's the psychology of, of upfront money. It is. And so... Like all things in life, whether it's uh, education or your professional, uh, your career or your relationships, you have to, you know, you need to know yourself. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I have a problem with upfront money like uh, Wacko Jack is saying? Do you know what's funny about this? I just thought of a great situation. Here's Here's a crazy upfront money expense. How about a wedding? Oh my God. <laughs> so I that's not upfront money. That's a disaster. Could you imagine? That's expensing, expensing <laughs> after tax money for no benefit. Yeah. <laughs> for a party <laughs> that could have been done for free somewhere else. You know what? On go, a beach. Go buy a thirty thousand dollar piece of real estate. We were yeah. talking about this in the advance yeah. call. Go buy a piece of thirty thousand dollar real estate that's worth 150. Get a keg. <clears throat> a couple of kegs, invite your friends and have a party, and there's your party. On the and property then, uh, that you bring bought. your sleeping bag. Yeah, and you then own. sell the property. And tell me which which is more fun, a wedding or that? And if it's a big enough yeah. piece of pr- property, and you know your friends well enough, bring some firearms. So what is it? So let, can we talk about this for a few? Like, like uh, we clearly don't have this trouble, but I just need to do some recon. Like I I have no trouble writing checks, definitely for land. Because why? Because I do my due diligence. I make sure it's a good investment uh, for education. I still do education stuff. Me too. I told you, I brought to you one. I'm not going to do it, but I talked to, I just brought to Jack the other day, um, a Stanford um, continuing education class that I was considering. And he's like, I don't think you'd need it. So I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. It's not about the money. It, you know what? It wasn't about the money. It was me going, do you, I asked you, I'm looking at this course. Do you think it would benefit me? And you're like, you know what? I know you. And it wouldn't. Not how much was it? How long is it? How much time is it going to take from us? None of that. It was only about what it was. Well, you know what that it is about that since you brought it up? I don't want some, uh, I don't want some education uh, I don't want you to be educated so that it breaks who you, your style. Oh. I want you to continue to manage the people that are under you with that Jill style and continue to do real estate deals. And I'm honestly afraid if you go to, it, it was, was Stanford freaking, what was Stanford? It was, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was long. It was 20 grand. It was and 20 I don't grand. I care about the money one bit, but I don't, online. I don't, I, you know, yeah. I want my Jill back after that. I'm afraid that won't happen. Oh, thank you. But I thought maybe I could even zhush it up and be even <laughs> <laughs> be, be better at it. I'm always reading books about it. 
you know, I'm reading a book right now about it. You know, I'm always trying to better myself anyway, no matter what. So I tip the scale up. I but but what's interesting is so for me, um, I guess there's that's must be you're either worried about the money or you're worried about if you're worried about money on stuff like this, I think you either A don't know yourself. Mm, that's what I think. B didn't do that. enough research to make sure this is right, or in well, then C is really kind of like upfront money. Then here's my whole point to writing this the, this topic. Yeah, upfront money can be categorized uh, in two buckets. Number one, you're you're buying something or or putting money down. Let's say on something that you believe at the the back end of it mm-hmm. is way more valuable than than uh, the front end, mm-hmm. and so. Like a, buying a, putting a down payment on a new car is you will never win on that. Sure. Just the back end is way worse. True. And so, and the number two thing is, it's what I just described. It's you're, either, you're not going to get anything out of it. So you have to decide what's worth it and what's not. And uh, it shouldn't be, I don't think, a very long uh, conversation with yourself. Yeah, I either get, I'm going to go to medical school because I want to be a surgeon. Then absolutely, that makes, you know, that's the whole conversation with yourself because you know what's going to happen on the tail end of that. Right, you're you're going to win. Yeah. You and your family are going to win. Yeah, there wouldn't be doctors in the world today right. if they didn't pay off the student loans, even though it took right. them eight years or whatever it was. Or even welding school, it. trade schools, yeah. greatest, the greatest value ever is becoming, you know, a specialized welder or yeah. some version of that. You put the money down or even get a loan, that's you're gonna come out of that great. Do you know what's kinda of funny when you think about that? I, I do see in trade schools and things like that huge value for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I kinda of look at that's kind of us. Yeah. Land Academy is kinda of like that. Yeah. It's not a it's it's we're teaching a niche specialized thing, you know, that you can go off and put food on the table for yourself. Right. Taking a chance on a stock market with a bunch of money oh up gosh. front, worst idea ever. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> it, be, you should go to the craps table. It'd yeah. be faster and easier to to convince yourself that that's probably not a good idea. Yep. Unless you went to school for that and you have a brain for that, oh. and you're one of the very small percentages of people right. that make a billion dollars doing it. I get that. Yeah. That, I bet there's some of that too. It's just not us. So like everything today, what we're talking about is just the psychology of it and a personality. Mm-hmm. And so light bulbs either go off when we're talking about land or they don't. And if they don't, I wouldn't, I would just look for something else. Yeah. It didn't sing to you and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday uh, member webinar. Would you do steel Chester County, South Carolina, um, 1.6 acres, accepted offer price, $5,100. Um, sell price, thinks we can sell it for $13,500. The lowest similarly zoned property lot sold for $17,500 on Redfin. County road access seems affordable. Uh, adjacent, our house, is there's a house and a business. It's across the street from the lake. Uh, the lot is half cleared and it looks like a nice scenic area overall. overall. Um, my main question is, have you guys ever gone through and requested as for a zoning variance? Looked up how the procedure is for this city and it seems pretty simple with a $150 fee. I want to have an exception made so I could put a mobile home on it. You could only put a regular home on it, which would make this lot take a lot longer to sell. If you can put a mobile on it, I imagine it'll sell fairly quickly. Um, and for more, even you can talk about that. I've never gone through zoning variance, uh, because I have never found a, a area where we buy land that's compliant with that. They've, they've always made it, you know, it's like pulling teeth. So this could be a place where that's not the case that, that it's 150 bucks. They rubber stamp it and you're good. I hope that's the Here's case. The thing is you, you have a brick house next to it, right? They're going to, you're going to need that neighbor's compliance as well. When you do a zoning variance. And I can tell you right now that that neighbor is going to fight that mobile exemption. Yeah. So you're going to hope that he doesn't go to that meeting. There you go. And so for exactly what Carl's saying. Um, he's going to show up. I, don't I even, would show up. I don't even I'd show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, this passes the adjacent test with flying colors. And you're about to pay 5000 bucks for this. So yeah. 
if these properties are anywhere worth, uh, and we'll check in one second on each side, if these properties are worth more than $100,000, that's worth it. Mm -hmm. And there will be. Or I just sent to the neighbor's house. 226, I would, I would stop right here and buy this. Mm -hmm. I, would and I wouldn't worry about that variance. I wouldn't either. I absolutely agree. I don't think you're going to get the variance if you try. And I would list this for 22.5 based on a 10% value of the neighbor's property. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably buy it. <laughs> yep. And uh, put a, please promise that you'll put a sign out there the day, mm -hmm. the day that you, you um, just have the sign ready to go with the photographer or whatever. Mm -hmm. So everybody want, thinks we should buy it or not? Mm -hmm. I would buy it. I would buy it for that. Yeah. It's a trifecta again. Jill, do you have something inspirational to share with us today? Okay, I want to talk for a few minutes about work-life balance. Because you've been talking about that with our staff. And I've been thinking about that since our first Land Academy um, 2023 ladies group gathering which i love it's so fun because that's you know what's funny about that this topic came up but not as much as i thought it would so when we we got together the our first meeting a couple weeks ago and i said all right what are you here for what's going on and the the top things were community um building wealth including retiring their husbands <laughs> and then a, and then a bunch of other little little things but the, those two things are like the big ones um, but I was thinking about work-life balance probably because you brought it up a lot this week within ours we're going through a whole thing with our staff yeah. about ma making sure they're happy you know what it is I feel like we had the covid with the covid change and now we're coming back from COVID. I think we're kind of finding a groove right now within our lives and our company you know about you know, and going forward, how often are we in the office? What are we working on? How hard are we working? That kind of a thing. So that's where it all ties in for me. So I, I was thinking, I was, it made me think about my work-life balance. And I was going to ask you about your work-life balance. So, and I was going to, I'm thinking about what's important to me. You know, my number one thing is. Oh, I want to hear this. That's important to me. Working naked all day. <laughs> that's important to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not important to me. <laughs> I wonder if you can even say that. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. <laughs> exactly. So thank you for that. That was good. I appreciate that. Now, what's really important to me as I cruise through every single day, whether I'm at work or at not, honestly, is having fun. Um, it's not my bank balance. It's not... Um, uh, showing, you know, stroking my ego or, you know, I don't know, whatever you can think of. It's like nothing, nothing. It's just having fun. So if I am not in an environment, whether it's Friday night fun or at my desk and it's not fun, I'm, I'm not happy. It's not, it's not working. And, and it could just be little things, you know, just, not necessarily working naked, but that would, <laughs> that might make some people laugh. <laughs> so, but, um, I need to, I need to have that. And I do, here's the nice happy result. I report back is that I do. We have a great, uh, staff. We have a phenomenal community. I mean, this community is so supportive and awesome and helpful. So I, I really do. I've been having oodles of phone calls the last couple of weeks, um, people asking about career path, and I love it. I'm meeting so many people and hearing their stories and just having a good time. Why do you love it? Because it's fun. Well, you know what? Because we're talking about, it's talking, you know what it is? I, maybe this, maybe it's more to this. I like having fun and I do like helping people. That's what I think is going on. Uh, and that's why I ask. So work-life balance for me, and we'll get back to that in a second, Joe, because it's super important, mm -hmm. is a short list of stuff that has to go on all at the same time. Okay. Uh, for me. So, and I know that's why you're in this because you believe, you've we've teached the thing. Yeah. You've seen the, the outcome. You've seen uh, people that are com coming back on, in our alumni group with massively amazing results. Totally. And I think that that really makes it all worth, worth it to you. Yeah, uh, yes. Even for you, which is different for you, more than the money. Oh, I think definitely. you want to make a oh, difference. Way more than the money. If I'm putting your words in your in, my, no. in your mouth, please stop me. But I, I think agree. you want to make a difference in people's lives. I do. And you look back at your all those 
stuff that you've done for a living long before land buying and selling land and then land academy yes. that's what you've done that's true Thank you. You know what? And I believe that I do that. Even with our sellers, why I like talking to sellers and talking to buyers. I'm helping sellers get out of a property they don't want anymore. They'd rather have the cash. They love that. And then the same thing, then when I turn and yeah. sell it to people, I'm helping them buy their dream property. So I, I'm helping them and and yeah. and I want to have fun while I'm doing it. I'm, so tell me more about yours. My work-life balance, again, is a short list of things that uh, in a perfect world all go on kind of at the same time to accomplish, you know, that one big thing, which which is what is what we're all talking about, which is just satisfaction. And it's the same thing that goes on in, a, in an interpersonal relationship like Joe and I have or a relationship with our children. It's the exact same thing. Uh, it's a balance of a few things. It's a recipe of a few things that need to go together. For me, and, I, and I'm not um, uh, apologizing for this at all, is money at the top. All right, I'm not going to do something just for money. But if I'm going to do something, there better be a lot of money involved. <laughs> or I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I will move on and do something else, right. number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, what I'm doing to achieve that that initial goal needs to be not very risky you know that's why we dog on the stock market all the time and we dog on real estate agents on this show all the time because i think those both of those things have a very high failure rate and so buying and selling land for us just makes sense and it's a very uh i don't see really any real risk in it i agree and we've proven that over and over again so we've got money zero to low to zero risk i do want to have fun that's in the mix but I learned since we started Land Academy, really, uh, it's very important for me to pass on the knowledge mm-hmm. and to, to, I don't want to sound altruistic here at all. That's not altruism, but I do need to uh, give back to some community, this community that we created. Mm-hmm. And I love, this is what I love about Career Path. I, just, I really love watching people take this farther than Jill and I have ever taken it mm-hmm. and making it work for themselves and especially in career path and in the alumni the, the, the stuff that goes on after that hearing people take their family to uh, you know vac- on vacation and oh, they don't have yeah. to work hard and their wife doesn't work anymore and they've had a lot of success with it they've quit their jobs so that's something yeah. that I never knew was even possible in our career you know I didn't know that there was an unintended consequence for starting land academy it's true. And so that's why, and I'm not selling anything, I've decided to uh, keep it moving forward with manplan.com. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there's a, a lot of resources for young men or, or uh, just men in general that mm-hmm. are going undiscussed in this world that we live in now. And this, it's not an advertisement. I don't want to go on about that. But work-life balance to, to me is all those things. And I'm starting to get it, uh, and I have it in the past. I'm starting to feel great about being a leader with a lot of our uh, employees. Jill and I are taking a much more active role in the day-to-day leadership of our, uh, Jill's always done it with her land people, but the people in Land Academy, I'm, the mm-hmm. guys that work there, we're, we're starting to have a bunch of fun and it's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. I guess reward is the word. I need to be rewarded. Oh, that's good. So I'm financially rewarded. There's no real risk. Uh, I'm people rewarded and watching people grow is, it's very. You know what I was going to add to you about, um, for me, work-life balance if you enjoy what you're doing, like you're talking about for you and I, and then it doesn't feel like work. So like we don't, I don't leave my desk, close my office door, and then not think about land academy, not think about land, not think about real estate. I don't just like flip a switch. It's always going constantly because I love it. Jill and I have an amazing luxury at this point, at our age and at, at this point in our careers. And I wish this for everyone. Yeah. You know, in every job, uh, or if you're an owner of a company, there's stuff you just hate to do, and there's stuff you love to do. Mm-hmm. We have the luxury of hiring people under us to do the stuff that we don't want to do. Like, I don't post-produce video anymore. That's a huge luxury. Yeah. You know, I don't, there's, like, we don't do, we have a person who handles HR and all those types of, in office space and, you know, general office management. So. That's a massive luxury. We can just, I can just focus on like doing the show mm-hmm. and starting man plan and instructing on career, career path. path. Yeah. Exactly. Good, good talk. Jack, do you have something informational to share with us, please? Yes, it directly, uh, directly relates to Jill's topic. Oh. I have, uh, like I said last week, 
you know, I'm 56 years old and I'm starting to plan for financially plan for retirement and I, well, execute the, the plan that I've had for a long time time for retirement but I keep researching all this new stuff that's out and what keeps coming back to me is what matters during retirement and then it's never they never bring up money almost all I read a whole article that Warren Buffett wrote for uh it was a very lengthy article about and you know what he kept saying throughout the I want to hang out with my friends Um, I want so that my uh, talk uh, my uh, topic here is personality and lifelong friendships and so you need to be some version of friends with the people in your life, including your employees. And I'm not saying, you know, great friends, because that's a super bad idea. But you need to identify with them mm-hmm. from where they're coming, which is what, why I launched this whole thing at, you mm-hmm. know. You need to find out from where they're coming. You need to meet them where there within reason. These are all results of all this research that I'm doing. I'm glad. I love it. And they'll stay with you forever. They'll perform with you forever. <clears throat> They'll feel rewarded. And so it's not more, it's less about my work-life balance for me at this age. And it's more about people in Land Academy, uh, certainly Jill, which she takes responsibility for, so I'm lucky there, and, and the people that work with us. You know, I want them to, to feel good. And as far as personality goes, I can't say this enough, because again, I keep coming, this keeps smacking me in the face with all this research. Mm. You have to hang out socially with people that have the same type of personality that you do and that have the same kind of values that you do. It's true. And so this whole today has been really about personality. Yeah, it's true. That's really good. It makes me think of your dad and his golfing buddies. Yeah. He's done a good job aligning himself with the people that are just like him. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and everybody has a good time. Yep. Oh. Join us next week, uh, next Wednesday, actually, for another interesting episode, because you are not alone in your real estate ambition. We We are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.